My voice is already starting to go, but I am so hyped to talk about this episode of The Challenge Rider Dies. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. I don't want to like just come out hard and say that this was the best episode of the season, but this was a real strong episode. I really really enjoyed. Yeah. See, I was kind of bored in this episode. Really? I'm stunned. And you know what's so funny? Before we started recording, I was like, uh, I'll just save it for the pod. I was yeah, going to be said like, that. You said that in front of me. That's hilarious. Because my qu- question was going to be, were you kind of bored by that episode? Because I was like, nah, really? I'm Okay, now I'm even more excited for this pod than I already was. Here we are. No, I'm super into this. Um, before we like dig in, I'm not I'm not gonna like go through every um every like tweet or at or mention we got from mm-hmm. our last episode. Yep. Um just the consensus among you killed it listeners seem to be people like Mariah's team. Yeah, yeah, like, I totally most agree. Most people are like, yeah, Mariah's team seems just as good, if not better long term than uh Fessel's. So people were in agreement with us. I'm curious, though, did anyone reach out to you? Have any comments? Do we have any YouTube comments? Yeah, we got some comments for sure. Um, Margie, Margie Williams says, I'm so still confused as to how Jordan feels he was burned by Tori, obviously, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get to in this episode because this becomes a topic. But I, I would the starting point would be the fact that Obviously, he proposed to her. Obviously, maybe we don't know everything that happened. That I mean, we definitely up. don't know everything that happened. Like For that's, sure. That's between them. But we do know that they broke up, and then she instantly came on a season and started hooking up with other people on national television. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, depending on, hey, that might not bother you. That might not bother me. But it bothered Jordan. I don't know. I, right? I mean, I I'm going to be honest. It would bother me. Like, I would I, I would be hurt by that. Um, mm. Like, like I th- you know, when people break up, you can start hooking up with someone immediately. Indeed, yeah. I have done that. <laughs> I, I have been dumped and hooked up with someone else. Yeah. Like, I, I once got dumped at 5 p.m. and by Jeez. 11 p.m. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Am I going to am I gonna stop you from yourself here and just say t- TMI? Like, what's going on here? No, no, no. I'll leave it at that. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> that's fine. Like, but it's it's the being on national television, right? Like, yeah. that's what's tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. On, on the other hand, like, I think it's like live by the sword, die by the sword you meet your spouse on reality TV, you're going to have to continue. You're going to have to assume that the breakup is going to be on reality TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I understand why Jordan salty. I also wouldn't want to see my ex immediately hooking up with people like that would be tough. Yeah. 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 For sure. I think that would be the most annoying part, right? Like nobody wants to see that regardless of how you broke up, regardless of whose fault it is that you broke up. Nobody wants to see that. So I kind of get it. Um, we had some other comments as well. I'll, I'll rifle through them kind of quick, quick here. Isaiah says merch again, it depends on the quality of the hoodie, but, uh, the hoodie says you killed it on it. That's an instant cop. Okay. Good to know. Wow. Good to okay. know. Cool, cool, cool. Um, 
also says, I don't know which team is better yet. I need to see their chemistry, but at least, uh, but the least awesome player is Anissa. The final has many elements and running is a major part. And she says she's not built for that. Fessy was right. You can't have Jordan and bananas, two goats on the same team. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, credit where credit's due to Fessy for picking a pretty solid team. He did a good job. And the last thing Isaiah said was, not even going to ask why y'all were wearing matching outfits. Yes, that's all I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, do you want to explain what happened or just leave it at that? I'll gladly explain what happened. (laughs) So Sheldon and I, Logged on to the call onto our, our uh, video streaming uh, service, and I immediate, immediately noticed he was wearing a Buffalo Check shirt. And I have one too. So I was like, hold on a minute. I'm going to go throw on mine as well because I want us to wear matching outfits because I want to know if people have a hard time telling us apart. And Sheldon, God bless his heart. Uh, just laughed at me being ridiculous. And then we agreed that we wouldn't talk about it uh, on the podcast and we just see if anyone noticed. So yeah. thank you. Was it Isaiah? That Isaiah yeah. Thank you so much, Isaiah. You, I'm going to say right now, Isaiah, you killed it this week. <laughs> you're my guy. You're, well, you're the number one. Well played. Well played. I also, uh, I also have to add, Last week, I was sweating so much because my Buffalo Chuck <laughs> shirt is so thick. Like, it's meant like as a jacket replacement. Yeah. I was fucking dying. That is but I am. But my number one rule in life is commit to the bit. Mm-hmm. And I stuck it out through our super long episode, too, which went like 90 minutes. Yeah, it was a hot one for sure. It definitely was a hot one. Uh, one more comment here. D-Link says, Mariah has a better team for the challenge and a final. Fessy has a better team for eliminations. Okay. If there okay. is a hall brawl, pull wrestle, balls in the physical elimination, Fessy is back to being messy, how he just went back to his selfish ways the second it benefited him. Well, I'll still say, I think that uh, Fessy's team reflects mm-hmm. his attitude toward the challenge where he thinks being bigger and stronger is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And like, we've always said this, he's not a self-reflective person and he has not recognized that that's why he's never won. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. earlier this season, he was like, I just don't get why Johnny bananas and Jordan like have won so much and I haven't. Well, like maybe they're good at puzzles. Maybe they're good at long distance running. Maybe they're nicer to their partners. Like there's like a variety of factors. And we're going to get into it in this episode, obviously. But like the issues with Fessy's team, I think become immediately apparent. Not immediately. They become apparent when they get to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. I think so just just to piggyback on that because there's one more really good comment here from dan dan says long time listener of you killed it if this is the wrong oh uh well he's asking if this is the wrong forum to comment i apologize which don't apologize anytime you're reaching out but you killed it it's all good totally appreciate that yeah, any way you my, want to get in contact with us don't call uh, my cell phone that's all <laughs> i thought you're gonna sing because we're from toronto you used to call me on my cell phone <laughs> um 
just wanted to say, completely agree with your take on the two teams. Mariah taking Jordan first guaranteed Anissa was on the other team, which was the plan her and Bananas talked about. I will say, however, Fessy had a chance to completely change the look of his team with the last pick. If he took Devin instead of Tori, he would have had enough brains and puzzle masters to maybe run the table. Plus, that would have put Tori and Jordan on the same team. As we've seen before, if Jordan doesn't like his team, he has no problem working with the other side. Oh, Keep man. up the good work and looking forward to the pod every week. Thanks, Dan. No, Dan. Thank you. Dan, that's an excellent point. Like, yeah, because Devin wouldn't solve all of Fessy's uh, team's problems, but he would solve all their puzzles. <laughs> and, and he's absolutely right. Like, and Narice is on that team too. Jordan, mm-hmm. Narice, and Tori on the same team. Smell you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> like that's gonna blow up. Uh, yeah, no, that's a great point. That is an excellent point. Let Let's get to this though. Yeah. Episode podcast episode two thirty six, episode ten of the challenge. Rider dies. What did you like? I want to hear why you like this episode so much. I thought there was a lot of filler. And just like conversations that like weren't really telling us much. Although I did like Amber tossing Chauncey's clothes out. I thought that was pretty funny. I do want to make a comment. We don't, we kind of don't touch on this a lot in the way that I feel like a lot of bro podcasts would. And I don't think of us as being like bros either. No, but I will say when this episode started and the confessionals popped up of Mariah and then Amber, like I was stopped dead in my tracks. I was kind of like, oh, hello. Uh, welcome to this episode of The Challenge. And it's just an, a, a reminder of like, it is a beautiful cast. Like regardless of what you're into, you know what I mean? I'm saying like they got whatever guys, whatever girls, like the like. there's an eclectic mix of just attractive people. And I was just like instantly reminded of that as soon as this episode started. Oh, yeah. I mean, you focused on Amber and Mariah. Totally fair game. They're both beautiful women. I think Narice is the most beautiful woman in the house. But, like, Horacio and Nelson are both very attractive men, I think. I, I want to hear from the, the... Type, But, like, mm-hmm. I know he does it for some people. Like, it's just, like, yeah. There's, there's no one in this house where I'm like, that's a pass. I'm going to be honest. Kenny does not do it for me. Like, I don't think Kenny's an attractive person. Well, I I appreciate the fact that this cast or the show, the challenge historically has been equal opportunists, right? Like, it's not just one-sided towards, you know, straight males being like, oh, my God, this girl's so hot, right? Like, it's equal opportunity, gratuitous, like, whatever, beach shots, party shots, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, Um, I think... I think that they've actually done a really great job of having very diverse casts. Yes. Every season. And this wasn't always the case. Like when I first started watching the show, it was a bunch of white people and Leroy. (laughs) Roy Lee. (laughs) Right? Like that that was definitely, and like not anymore. And it's great to see, right? Like there's a lot of Latinos. There's a lot of black people. I want to ask the people to write in and let us know, like, do you watch this show with your significant other? And like, do you guys discuss this like that point? 
I'm just curious about that. Like I like uh I don't watch it with my girlfriend. She's not really into the challenge, but mm-hmm. I'm just curious about that and if people do watch the show with their significant other and acknowledge that point. Just curious. Random question. I mean, I think, I think one of the selling points of the show is that it is all attractive people. And yeah. like I I don't think Big Brother and Survivor necessarily have a guaranteed like all attractive cast. Yeah, Survivor also throws me off because like people look like they don't bathe because they probably don't bathe, but like that's kind of unattractive <laughs> yeah. in terms of a, a trait. But yeah. Yeah, I find uh I don't know. I think they're all super hot, but like I feel you, like Mariah and Amber were bringing the looks. Although I have to tell you, like this is a joke, but it's also not a joke. Do we have to talk about Amber's generalized anxiety and how she is always like sort of freaking out about things that like aren't really on the table? Like she kept making jokes about her and Chauncey breaking up, but like you'll recall last episode, mm-hmm. she was fully like they were talking about it like in the club scene and she's like oh i just like hope this isn't hard on our relationship like you guys are still living in a house together like you're still spending 23 hours a day chilling like there's the one hour where you're on opposite teams like see i i kind of go another way okay i i kind of think that amber is very good at just creating content for herself to be on the show so I don't think she fully believes that. I just think that she knows that's a way to like kind of develop a storyline and be kind of center stage having like being in a relationship. It's an easy talking point yeah. for you to discuss in your confessional and thus make the show. That's what I think. Like she's pretty good at that. Whereas I think Fessy, for example, even though he might have a lot of things to talk about because he's always messy, he might not be the best at you know, just giving you the one-liners or giving you the uh, confessionals to sort of build up his storyline or give him more uh, talking points within the show. Yeah, Tori think, also good at that too. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, but I also think that like Amber is to Chauncey as Danny is to Kiki. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> If if the only thing you took can me talk a second, about, I was like, "Who's who's that again?" Took me a second, but good job. I think that like if your only talking point is your partner, like you need to get a fucking hobby. You need to like mm, okay, okay, give some new notes. You know, okay. Um. Anyway, so we've got sort of like we see the two teams split up. They're clearly like encouraged to do this by producers, but that's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And like Fessel's team is feeling itself. And Banana, there's this great editing moment where Bananas is talking about that. Like Fessel is so impressed with himself. It's just like anytime he walks past a reflective surface, surface, he has to stop and look at himself. And then they like split screen with Fessy, I guess looking at himself in the monitor of the camera. Yeah, you know that they asked him to do it, right? Yeah. Which was very good editing for sure and a, and a great job by production. It was pretty funny because you could see it. I was My question is, when they were having their meeting, why was Fessy wearing oven mitts? <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe they're cooking a meal. Maybe he's making some hot chocolate for his team. Um, I enjoyed that 
Mariah's team were all like basically didn't want to speak to each other. Like none of them wanted to be there, and they're all sort of like, "Well, so I guess this we was talk th- about this." Well, this was the thing, right? About it being more vets on one team and more rookies on the other. The vets know why they're all sitting together because this is going to be in the show. Yeah. Like it's up to them to kind of create some dialogue like Fessy, you got to take the lead and make a speech and we all got to ask questions because they're trying to get content for the show. Mm -hmm. The rookies might not necessarily know how that process plays out. They're still kind of feeling it out, but also still trying to feel out how they want to be on the challenge, like how they want to be on TV on the challenge. Right. So that's where it was kind of interesting to see the different points that each team was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just from a production standpoint. It was kind of interesting to me because I want to know Devin's like real, real thoughts, which I don't really think we got in terms of what he thought of his team. But I I was interested in the Jordan and Devin conversation. Oh, well, I mean, I, I want to bump it up just to t- bump it back just to titch because <laughs> there's like that Jordan and Devin scene is prefaced by two important things. First of all, Nani, Mm -hmm. who you'll recall is on Mariah's team Mm -hmm. says, Nerese and Jordan are on this team together and like they're hooking up and like Tori's going to feel some kind of way about that for sure. And I know that she does already, but like if that blows up again, like that's a, that's going to be a real problem on this team. And then we have Tori. Hold on, hold on. We're just going to let that go. I found it super strange that of all people in the history of the challenge, Nani is going to comment on, I wonder if two people hooking up is going to affect the team. (laughs) Like what? Can we go back through the history of the challenge? Because if we're doing a ranking of, you know, a power poll in terms of, challenge hookups in the all-time history nani's got to be top five top five top five and she's probably not five am i wrong you're not wrong although now you're making me wonder about who has like the most hookups like recent challenge for sure you got to go Corey. you got to go smashly kyle kyle yep fessy fessy but if you go back CT has like bananas longevity for bananas sure. longevity, Nani yeah. longevity. That's what I'm saying, right? But, anyways, beyond that, sorry, I don't beyond want to deter us. Um, so and then in confessional, we have Tori saying that, like, basically, Jordan doesn't like Devin, like in real life, yeah, and doesn't trust Devin, which I gotta say is an interesting part of the dynamic of this Tory Jordan tension that we haven't as viewers been exposed to before. And mm-hmm. like, I'm, I want to know more about that. Like it is super curious for a fiance to strongly dislike the like male best friend of his female fiance. You well, know what on, I mean? Hold on, hold on. Were they, they weren't best friends before they were engaged. No, Are I mean they? like I mean like Jordan being jealous or not jealous, but disliking Devin mm-hmm. before Jordan and Tori got engaged. Like that's interesting. I guess like Tori and Devin have had like a big up and down. But Jordan like, and Tori weren't or sorry, Tori and Devin 
they weren't best friends before like Jordan came in the picture. Like, no, didn't they no. more become friends after Jordan? Yeah. Uh, so, well, I think it was on their way when things uh, were going Tori south. And Jordan were together. Yeah. So, but to me, this seems pretty obvious. No, because if you're Jordan, you're assuming, yo, they probably hooked up. Yeah, that's all. And it was never straight up answered. It was never straight up acknowledged. But in his heart of hearts, he probably thinks that they hooked up at some point. And that's why there'd be this underlying tension that none of them want to acknowledge, at least not acknowledge publicly. That's my maybe, assumption. Maybe. I, I don't know. But like, I, and like, I guess Jordan has never liked Devin, which like, you know me, I'm number one Devin fan in the world. But no. like, I get it. Like, I can see why Devin and Jordan would not like coexist well. Like yeah. Jordan takes things very seriously and I love him for it. Devin doesn't take anything seriously and I love him for it. And like, I can see how like those two personalities would not jive. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But let's, now that we have that background, let's talk about this conversation. What did you think of Devin and Jordan Sitting fireside, seeming Devin trying to clear the air was my impression. What did you think? Yeah, he's trying to see, like, can he was trying to test the waters to see if they can work together because they have to work together. If you have any hopes of winning this season, you're on the same team. So you kind of, it's in your best interest. I think Jordan said it. It's mutually beneficial for them. And they're arguably the best players on that team. And And they know that and understand that. So I think they knew we need to be on the same page or at least know if we're on the same page because they don't have to like each other and they're no. good enough at the game to know that they don't need to like each other, but they just need to work together at least for as long as this little portion of the show mm-hmm. is taking place. Yeah, I was also impressed and sort of taken aback by the candor that Devin was speaking like he straight up said to Jordan like listen man you and I should be on the same page and like I know that like you don't really like me but like my priority is keeping you safe Anissa safe and Tori safe mm-hmm. like that's is like unless we're not on the same page in which case my priorities have to change but like right now that's where I'm at and, and then that was he's a straight- good job by by uh Devin for sure yeah, and you know what? Like, I know he has a reputation for being shady, but I think he was being honest in that moment. Yeah. And, like, that's been my impression the whole season. Mm-hmm. That Devin has been, obviously, Tori, and he and Tori were his priorities, but, like, he has done what he could to back up Jordan and Anissa. But then he gets more real. Like, he gets into real talk, and he's like, listen, the thing that could be a real wrench in our plans is you and Narice. And Tori Uh is still in love with you. And like, she is more mad about what's going on with you and Narice, uh, the fling, whatever it is, than anything having to do with gameplay. And like, that was just straight up real. Uh And then I think significantly, Jordan says, well, you know, she's had a pretty good year on national television. (laughs) 
Which, you know, later Tori says, like, I can't help but think Jordan's doing this out of spite. And, like, I got to say. He is. He is. But we I mean, acknowledge that. We were talking about that for weeks now, no? Yeah. But, like, he has now said it to Devin and Tori. Like, oh, you had yourself a great year, though. Like, you know, you had your fun. Basically, now I'm having mine. Yeah. And... I mean, it's, yeah. it's a really ugly side of things. And, like, Jordan's always talking about how much integrity he has. And, like, I don't think this is intact. Well, maybe, it, maybe you know, you could split hairs about if this is integrity. But, like, he's not acting with kindness, right? Like, he's no. trying to give as good as he got rather than be like, hey, that sucked when that happened to me. I'm not going to do that to someone. Yeah, he is not trying to take the high road at all. Definitely no. not. Um, I do. I I wrote out actually. I I do agree. He is doing it out of spite, obviously. But I also mm-hmm. wrote down that hurt people hurt people. That's yes. just a part of life. And yeah. Jordan's clearly hurt by whatever he perceives Tory to have done to him on national television. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying clearly that's how he feels. And then we have. I, I it's sort of implied. It's maybe lunchtime. The next day, like we have a workout montage and then they're eating. Mm-hmm. And there's this scene where Dev, sorry, Tori and Anissa are eating sort of at the kitchen counter and Jordan comes around to get a drink or whatever. And like super awkward, super tense. This is such a weird thing to note, but it, the scene opens with Anissa saying like, hey, where's where's the salt? And like, yeah. it's so <laughs> funny because we never see that kind of shoe leather, like, mm-hmm. like just them talking about like, man, this coffee tastes good or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's not, there's yeah. never any kind of just like real life stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know. I liked. Well, I was commenting more so on like, I found it apropos of the saltiness that was yeah. in the air. I kind of wondered at first if that was like Anissa being clever but i think she really i think it was the editors being being clever maybe the editors did a good job on this episode yeah um i speaking of good job on this episode i have thoughts on this whole like integration of what's a movie called puss i can't remember the puss in boots the last wish yeah so i have a lot of thoughts because i'm conflicted someone who works in television i totally understand where the television industry is now right like whatever money is available it's going to be taken i get that and something like this is called like the focus is like product integration right how can we integrate an ad or a commercial into the show but also not make it seem like a traditional commercial Mm -hmm. and they did this by you know kind of sponsoring the challenge, which we've seen before with Burger King and all that. So like this has been done before, but this was really over the top, right? Like, no, like I found it it so surreal. And like, it just kept going and going when it kept going and going. There's a lot like the whole thing was so weird Mm -hmm. in your life. Did you ever think you would see Antonio fucking Banderas (laughs) on the challenge? Right. I was so confused at first. I was like, wait, did they go to commercial and I missed it? Like, what's happening here? And then 
They had TJ explain the plot of Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And it was edited together in such a weird way mm-hmm. that I really feel like his mic died, like his his lav mic battery died or something. And mm-hmm. like because they had like they're cutting to a weird angle of him. Oh no, they did multiple takes. Something like this. So I'll I'll give you the full breakdown. Okay. Like how these things work is everything is written out in terms of this is a script. Like, so there's X amount of money tied to whatever the parameters are that they deal with. So if you're watching our video, for example, on YouTube, first off, give us a like or on Twitch, give us a like or a share first off, most importantly, but you'll notice there's a graphic on there that says the challenge rider dies episode 10 recap. You killed it. Episode 236. If we were to sell that to, you know, John's Burgers, right? There'd be a John's Burgers logo right beside that thing that's called a graphic or a key. You have to pay extra money for that. You would then pay more money on top of that to have me read the tagline. This show brought to you by John's Burgers. Get your burgers at boat. And however long that is, it's more money for that. So I'm watching this whole thing. And as it continues, I'm like, how much money did they pay or how much money did the challenge get? Because this movie got their money's worth. Like they ran, they had like the cats on all the graphics and like people's name keys and stuff. You know, they had to do the thing where they get the reacts of the cast, like laughing right at TJ's bad jokes that were written about how they integrated this movie into the challenge. You mentioned the different shot angles. That just tells me that they did multiple takes because you have to make sure you get all that wording correctly to cash your check, right, from the movie. And you can't get anything wrong. Also, they went to the depths of, and you could tell they did it in post. You know, they sent out an email to all the cast after the season was over. And they're like, hey, is there any chance you could take a picture of a cat, like you holding a cat and just send it to us? because they found a way to integrate all of that in, and that's all part of the checks. So, you know, there's some like sales dude that works for MTV. That's like, yeah, great job guys. Yeah. What if we got the cast to like take a picture with cats? Can we work that into the episode? And you know, the challenge editors are like, I mean, sure. I I guess so. (laughs) Right. You know, you know what my favorite part of this whole thing was? First of all, I, I, they flipped past it too quickly. But one of the photos was someone at like one of those cat, like big cat retreats, like uh, from uh, what is that show that was such a why am I blanking out? The show, the Netflix show that was such a big hit where like the weird hillbilly hated Carol Baskin. Yeah, yeah, Tiger King. Tiger King. Like one of the photos was from like one of those Tiger King kind of places. That's okay. not loving cats. Like that's that's a horrible <laughs> place for cats. The other thing, and I I don't know if you noticed this, the like half the cast their photos was with Tori's cat. Like it's the same cat mm-hmm. in Jordan's photo, Tori's photo, Anissa's photo, Johnny Banana's photo, and Devin's photo because it's Tori's cat. Like they clearly um, just are like, hey, you guys got any photos with cats? And it's all Tori's cat. <laughs> so it's probably like they were all at Tori's house at some point or their yeah. different trips to Tori's house. And Tori's like, wait, I got a bunch of pictures of everyone posing with my cat on my phone. Yeah. 
Like it's the, it's the same cat. Like it's a one of those gross hairless cats. Sorry if you like your cats looking like testicles, but that's pretty gross to me. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to let that one go. I, but yeah, anyways, I thought it was very over the top. You had an Antonio have, Banderas soliloquy. You had a TJ soliloquy. You had a full page like a uh, cat like animation that popped up on the screen. Like there's a lot going on here and I still can't tell you what the movie's called or what it's about or say that I want to go see said movie. Like, I don't know. It was a lot, but Hey, I was going to ask, do you plan on seeing Puss in Boots? The last wish. No, but keep getting them checks. I'm not mad at you. MTV cash your checks. I understand what's going on with the TV industry right now. Keep getting them checks, right? I get it. I understand it. It reminds me of uh, Gary Bettman had to answer questions the other day because I guess people in the States are all complaining about all the digital ads <laughs> that are on the boards when you're watching a hockey game. And I think the technology probably varies if I'm saying this politely from one company to the next. And I think it keeps glitching <laughs> on some broadcasts and you keep like missing players because they like you know, obviously once they skate in front of the boards, like the graphics don't work properly. And now you're like having players disappear. But anyways, everyone's just trying to get the checks, right? Because the TV industry is going downhill or they're trying to squeeze every last dollar out. So, hey, more power to you, MTV. We just spent more time talking about it as well. And in fact, probably promoting the movie. Because people are going to look it up and be like, wait, what movie was this again? Oh, yeah, that was funny. And all you want to do is just get attention. Or in the attention industry. I mean, it's possible now dozens of people will go to see that movie. <laughs> wow. Um, let's talk about Last Life. So that's the yeah. daily competition. It's two decks connected by a beam. Each team will send out one player at a time to try and outlast their opponents by shoving them off. I immediately note this bodes poorly for Mariah's team. Before we get to the like individual performances, what do you think of this as a concept? I think it's a great concept, but I also think, and I apologize to anyone when I get into the deep bag of like production and what I'd be thinking of production. No, Immediately, as soon as I saw this challenge, I'm like, ah, well played. They're doing this on purpose, something that's way over the top physical so that Fessy's team dominates. And then I guarantee you next week, they're going to have the complete opposite where it's going to be something that is not as physical or something that is more geared towards a non-physical challenge. Just to kind of even things up, just to kind of be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys think you have the advantage, but we're building in a storyline here of showing you how this is going to go or how it could go. So I thought that was interesting. I thought so too, but uh, I loved it. And I thought it was like uh, exciting and closer than I thought it was going to be. Was it? Mm, by moments. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought it was really well filmed though. Yeah. I will say my line of the episode, mm -hmm. it's Nelson and Devin are going up against each other first. <laughs> and Devin with the super deep cut on Nelson Quoting Nelson saying it's not about the bark and the dog, but the dog and the bark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, again, Sheldon, I know my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. I know I am 
so hardcore a Devin fan that's embarrassing. Yeah. But he had a really funny episode. Like he you gotta you gotta give him that as the so, reason. And this is my bias that's gonna show as well. Cause my initial thought is great job by production feeding that to Devin. Wow. I'm being honest. I'm just being honest. That was my first thought. <laughs> Hurtful. I'm saying great producering, right? That that was that's where my thought went. Like I'm saying bravo to the production staff. And I don't know where that really came from. My assumption was just the production. Like, <laughs> hey, remember that time when Nelson said blah, 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 blah? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, come on. Just in general, you got to give Devin credit. He had a good, entertaining episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I will agree you. with that. I will agree with that. Thank you. I'm glad I didn't have to end this podcast in protest. Wow. So I don't, I don't think there's any big surprises in terms of how this all played out, like there was no particular upsets. No, it looked rather easy for the most part. And also like the only thing I really give them credit for was being smart enough to put Kenny up against Fessy. Right. Cause there's no other, like you'd rather not lose your strongest person trying to take out Fessy. Mm -hmm. So I thought that made sense. Um, but yeah, I, I also just thought that, Overall, Mariah's team was overmatched and most of their competitors didn't really even put up. No, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that because I thought Horatio put up a good fight. I thought Mariah put up a good fight. Norice, I think Devin tried his best. Yeah. Jordan and Chauncey was a pretty good matchup too. Yeah. That was pretty good. So overall, it was like a good go, but... Fessy's team ends up winning easily. Like, was there anything that actually stuck out other than Nani? Almost like, I don't I, even know what happened. I, I will say, I thought, like, Amber really fucked around up there. Yeah, I, I almost want to say she took a look. dive. That was weird. Yeah. Like, I know she and Tori are both sort of, like, playing around, doing the Puss in Boots, like, sword fighting. But, like, Amber, I think... Tori, I would have said, was the favorite, right? Because she's shorter and probably heavier. But, like, mm -hmm. Amber, if she applies herself, is no joke. But she was just, like, fucking around up there. And that didn't really impress me. No. She wanted no smoke. Um, But, yeah, let's talk about Nani. That was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, Nani versus Olivia. And it was a good go because Nani's scrappy, right? So yeah. she's going to go down with the fight. She was trying. But the way that she fell... That did not look pretty at all. And the bench reacts from Fessy, from like everyone involved, it was just kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Like that was not pretty at all. And I thought, first off, like you always wonder how those things work because it's so easy for you to just fall awkwardly and really, really hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the, the shot of her in the ambulance and she's like shaking and shiver like that was that was pretty creepy yeah it was it was pretty scary and uh i'm a big fan of nani's i think we all are and certainly no one wants to wish her any kind of harm mm -hmm. and like obviously not that she's the victim i felt bad for olivia yeah. like olivia did nothing wrong did nothing like unfair no. like she was playing within the rules of the game and then like nani who i think she likes like, it seems like Olivia and Horacio get along with everyone. 
she like fucked up Nani. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I appreciate, though, that it does like show that these competitions are dangerous, though. Extremely dangerous, right? Like, oh, they're high. How high up would you say they are? Uh, at least 20 feet. Yeah. Like, you know what? Fall. Probably more. Like, if you, I mean, we saw. Nani, she basically flipped end over end, right? And like, mm-hmm. I think we can assume Nani's like five foot two, five foot four. Sure. And she fell like at least f- five times her height, right? Since we saw yeah. her go like, and so like twenty five feet, maybe thirty feet. Yeah. So, it wasn't a good wasn't a good look for Nani's team at all. And as mentioned, Fessy wins. Fessy's team wins, and it ends up being a guy's elimination. So. All four of the guys are basically up for elimination. I don't think I was paying attention directly. I mean, mind you, uh, the Raptors game was on, and it was a pretty crazy Raptors-Kings game going on at the same time. And, you know, one of the pluses of having a two-TV setup is I can kind of keep an eye out on that while watching the challenge. But I will say, I honestly thought that it would be... It would be maybe closer, but I felt bad because clearly it wasn't even that close. Because editing-wise, they did as good of a job as they could to make it seem close. But with that said, the explanation of how this was going to go down, I was kind of confused on. Like, I didn't realize the knives were still a part of this. I thought that it was going to be the team gets to send someone in. Mm-hmm. Right, like the uh, the winning team gets to choose someone to go directly into elimination, and then the losing team will get to choose who they're going against. That's what I thought it was going to be, but that was just me not paying attention. And I was happy to see the knives still involved because I think that adds a nice wrinkle to it. Yeah, th- I was slightly confused by that too because the way some of them were speaking, they're like, "Oh, and then the other team will put in so and so." But only until deliberations, when Jordan specifically spoke about pulling daggers, was there any yes. indication that it was still daggers? Agreed. I, and- again, like I said, I enjoyed this episode. I thought the deliberations were fascinating. Like, there's so much going on in terms of, like, the personalities, the strategy. I thought it was so interesting. Except for, it's like, we get it, Casey. Kenny is your brother. Yeah. We understand. You don't have to repeat it every two seconds. We understand that's your brother, but you're on different teams. Nobody cares. And I thought Jordan did a great job of laying it all out. Jordan said, if you guys put him in, you already know who, who like, unless your brother picks the dagger, Mm -hmm. you know who they're going to put in against me. So what purpose does that serve putting me in? My team's not going to want me to leave. So yep. They're going to put the weakest person against me. It was very smart for him to lay it all out like that because it's big facts, right? Um, but I will say, because we skipped over my line of the episode, and my line of the episode was when Devin comes to sit and everyone just points at him and goes, loser! <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be, loser shame is going to be not only my line of the episode, but the name of this episode of the podcast. I feel like I should have a vote in that, but I feel like I'm not going to. <laughs> Calling it loser shame? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I oh why is just just because it's about Devin? Yeah. Oh come don't do my boy here. like that. <laughs> get out of here. The one person so, Devin fan club here. So what? I, first of all, you're right. Casey being so defensive of her brother. Like I like Fessy being like, yeah, none of us want to put in our rider dies like Olivia and Tori. So hold uh, on. Hold on. Question for you. You can have a live vote right now. Mm-hmm. Is the name of the episode going to be loser shame or Kenny is my brother. <laughs> I like Kenny is my brother. Uh, I mean, it could That's be. Your vote? Okay. I, okay. It could be. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish as well. It's definitely not going to be that. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. It will not be that. <laughs> um, but, like, I enjoyed what Bananas had to say, where he's like, Kenny is one of our best players on the other team. <laughs> yeah. And he's Bananas right. so good. He's yeah. right. Like I, like, I hate to bag on Kenny so much. But, like, because, like, I think he's a nice person. I think he's a good person. But, like, he's like a normal human being on a show filled with freaks, either freak athletes, freak personalities, or both. Like, he's just a regular guy in a world that he's not a part of, right? And, like, I mean that with, with like, love in my heart. I know what you mean. I know like, what he's you just mean. a regular dude. Yeah, like, I could not be on that show. Like, I'm just a normal, regular dude. And looking around at all these other people that live in the gym or on Instagram filters, which, again, not saying that as a knock, I enjoy watching this cast. That's just the reality of the situation. It's okay. It's all right. But, so I thought that was funny. Um, Horacio didn't really have a, a strategy to try to, like, make a case for himself. But I don't know what he could say. And then, I mean, the real, the main events were Devin and Jordan, who, mm-hmm. again, in different ways, I think are the most important players on Mariah's team. Yep. And they both applied different strategies, right? Mm-hmm. And like classically Devin and classically Jordan strategies, right? Yeah. Devin yeah. just assessed the situation is like, okay, I don't need to impress Tori. I'm never going to impress Bananas. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are kind of dumb. So I just have to confuse them. And like he he suc- like successfully confused Nelson. <laughs> I mean, I know, an easy target. But like Nelson was just like slack jawed, like, what is happening? Why are we listening to Devin? I thought we were supposed to be in charge, but now Devin's in charge. <laughs> right. It's quite like, genius. You have like the opposite where like Jordan just walks in and G checks eight people. <laughs> where he's like listen they're gonna put in kenny against me if they have a chance yeah it means i'm coming back and my team will be better yeah sorry about your brother casey <laughs> it was so good up your guy <laughs> like <laughs> it was so good it was honestly so good um And yeah, and then we get some posturing where you see different people trying to talk it out. But as we get to the actual elimination, right? My thing that I didn't understand is what happened on Fessy's team that Nelson, Olivia, and who else was it? Some other person. They were left out of the whole conversation. Uh, Chauncey. Chauncey, yeah. What happened there? I needed more information, right? Because... Nelson brought it up and then Olivia brought it up. Like they were like, wait a second. There was clearly a conversation had. And why is everyone pretending as if they don't know who they're putting in? 
Meanwhile, there's clearly a conversation had that didn't include some of us, <laughs> which I found hilarious. But why is that? And I, I thought Nelson and Fessy just had this whole come to Jesus moment in terms of them being such good friends. I think I think what it boiled down to was they'd obviously decided to vote in Horacio. Mm-hmm. And I guess Nelson and or Olivia had made some sort of threat. Like if you put in Horacio, like we're not going to try our hardest anymore. Oh. And like obviously because Nelson and Olivia are a thing. Mm-hmm. And Nelson, you know, is not good at keeping secrets. <laughs> right? Like yeah. I just – I guess they figured you know what we got to cut nelson out of this because he'd tell olivia maybe there was some sort of implied threat Mm -hmm. okay okay but like interesting but even if you do that i guess then they went through this performance about like oh who uh, we don't know who we're gonna talk like we don't know and then they all voted the same way well it was so funny like right before the vote was about to happen fessy kind of turns like okay so what are we gonna do it's like wait what yeah (laughs) like you honestly expect us to believe you never talked about this until this moment right now yeah Come on, man we did have a listener question about this okay rochella valdez friend of the show fellow mm-hmm. centennial college grad hey asked us um is it just me or is it weird that tori and fessy are talking like nothing happened which is a good point. Like they have a one-on-one at the bar about this. Mm-hmm. And like, what, like three weeks ago in real time, Toru is like, yeah, fuck Fessy. Like, he's just like an embarrassment that walks around the house. Like he's a walking mistake. Mm-hmm. And like, then they're having like heart to hearts in the bar. Yeah. I mean, Tori's a very interesting character. I'll just say that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, remember i didn't like those comments when she said that about fessy like i get it i understand but i thought that was like really mean even if you are talking about fessy because it's not fessy's fault he didn't like you're acting as if you didn't play a role in what you did with fessy mm-hmm. right and like he is the scum of the earth but like you're okay like for some reason like it doesn't rub off negatively on you mm-hmm. i don't understand that um I also have to point out, uh, so they voted in Horacio. We've established that. Mm-hmm. Your boy, Conspiracy Theory Johnny, is going to check in here for a second. Okay. So I think I made some really strong points last week about Johnny Bananas getting tipped off about what was coming down the pike. And I feel like okay. I made a believer out of you. I don't know if you've had time to yep. think on that. And you and I have also both maintained for weeks now that they were tipping off Johnny Bananas as to which dagger was the safe dagger. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'll also give a shout out to listener Laura Hopcroft, who says, cowboy hats are still ridiculous. Absolutely. But damn, John, your bananas tinfoil one sure looks fine, which thank you. And Laura also says, yes, Sheldon, bring on the merch, but please don't forget female sizes, which is an excellent request. That's fair. But, so it goes to the dagger pull. Yeah. First to pick is Devin. Uh-huh. He strides across and immediately, with authority, pulls the safe dagger. 
Okay. In my mind, one of two things has happened. <laughs> Possibly three. <laughs> the first is that once again, production tipped off Devin. Okay. The second, which is what I choose to believe, is that Devin has figured out which one the safe dagger is based off of some tell on the physical dagger, like just by its handle. Hmm. Okay. Because the dagger was in front of Jordan. And Jordan pulling the safe dagger is actually the most interesting possibility dramatically. Oh, no, I think Jordan would have put in Kenny as well. Yeah, but he dislikes Devin more than Devin dislikes him. Fair. Okay. Okay. Right? Like, there's more doubt, right? Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. That's and, like, I do think ultimately both Devin and Jordan would make the right choice and put in Kenny. Mm-hmm. But I think Jordan is – and Jordan's also more of the, like, emotional fulcrum of the show right now, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to the fulcrum gang. And so I so I think it's one of two things. Either Devin was tipped off. Okay. Or he figured out which one it is based just solely on the handle. Because – okay. They definitely don't like production does not want Kenny pulling that safe dagger. No. Right. And like mm-hmm. he was in the middle, which definitely like if you're if they're if you're positioned in the middle, you're not gonna be the first one to pull. It's either gonna be Jordan or Devin that gets to pull first. Right. But we still haven't, which I think is the biggest sign of a conspiracy, we still haven't established how they decide who's going to pick first. Yeah. That's the thing. They've never even said like, oh, randomly selected or like we drew straws before we drew daggers. Or it's alphabetical order, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. suspect. Shady. Yeah. So, I mean, Kenny's going in and I thought when they showed the overhead shot of what the elimination was, I thought it was Hall Brawl. Me too. And then I was disappointed to find out that it wasn't Hall Brawl. But I, maybe for I, Kenny's safety, it's good that it wasn't Hall Brawl. I definitely said to myself, am I going to watch a murder tonight? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, let's be fair. Kenny still got murdered in this elimination because it wasn't really that close. He did. At least he gets to go home to his wife and kids. It's fair. That's fair. What did you think of the overall elimination, though? I thought it was pretty cool. Uh Basically, there were what three walls, four mm-hmm. walls you had to get through. There was five the first walls. one you had to punch through. There's five walls. Okay. Okay. So they there is there's the drywall one that you have to punch and kick through. Mm-hmm. Then there was the um one that the had the locks, locks that you have to cut. Then there was the or sorry, then there's the wood that you chop through with the axe, yes. mm-hmm. and then there was the bolts that you had to loosen with the wrench, and then there's another drywall one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's just um, Horacio fucking blasted through the fifth one, like he basically took like a run at it and like <laughs> Superman through. Yeah, no, it was pretty awesome, and I mean, he kind of flew through the first three, and mm-hmm. just because the last one with the nuts and bolts kind of took a little longer that allowed Kenny to catch up and make it seem somewhat interesting, but it was essentially never really in doubt. Right? No. Um, 
I found it pretty obvious too that Kenny was going to go home in this episode because, well, and we'll get to that. Yeah. Part I was at the end. Say. But because we went from zero to 100 in terms of never he hearing Kenny say anything to all of a sudden, hey guys, did you know Kenny's my brother? Oh, hey, this is Kenny's family. Oh, hey, this is Kenny's kid. And like all this stuff about Kenny all of a sudden. And it's like, oh, are you guys just cramming all this in now by coincidence? <laughs> or I uh, I fast forwarded through the scenes where we met Kenny's. Uh... Oh, you're so mean. Jeez. You just I'm dead serious. My guy the whole time. Jeez. Red card, man. Red card. I'm giving hey, you a man, red card for that. That's life in the NFL. If you want a friend, buy a dog. That's not, that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> I've got one friend and only one friend, and his name is Sheldon Alexander. I, don't I thought you were going to say it's Devin. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Kenny loses, and then we get a very weird scene where I don't think it was explained, or maybe I missed it so someone can explain to me. So he's not going home, but what no. does it mean? Like, if Casey makes it to the final, he gets to be in the final? Yeah, so he's not – yeah, that's exactly it. So he's okay. not truly eliminated until Casey is eliminated. Oh. which is a fascinating twist. I like it. Because, yeah, it begs the question, which pair, <laughs> if any, will be properly eliminated? So I bet you this is what's going to happen. All right. Right before the final, the final like elimination, it will be partners. Mm -hmm. You'll be in it with your partner, I hope so. And you'll go against whoever, and that was be how they decide the last few spots in the actual final. Okay. All right. Um, that makes sense to me. But I think my question still stands. Who's going to be – like who's vulnerable to go completely home? Like which partnership do you think could lose both partners? Ooh, that's a very good one. I would say – I would probably say like Amber and Chauncey. Yeah, probably. Because I feel like uh, you'd have to eliminate Jordan to get mm -hmm. him out. And that would be tough. Even Anissa in an elimination, it's it's not like Anissa is an easy out in an elimination either. No. But I, I'm thinking in terms of like which pair, because you almost have to be like the same level of not good or not exactly. having a solid standing in the house. Cause even if you think that Anissa is not as good at eliminations, she holds enough quote unquote power. However yeah. you want to define that within the house. Um, it did make me think though, going forward, what kind of is a strategy for, let's say if Fessy's team loses, right? Like where, do, who has the least, like, are they trying to put in bananas are they trying to put in Chauncey? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's super interesting. It is. So I don't know. So, I don't know. I think, I expect, So first of all, we haven't touched on this. I think Fessy's team may be fucked up. Mm. I understand that Jordan G-checked them, but I still think you put Jordan into an elimination. 
Like you I never know what the elimination is. Exactly. And like you've got a puncher's chance. Uh you have a one in three chance that Kenny pulls the dagger. And like yeah. he doesn't even have a choice. So then you have Devin or Horacio going against um against Jordan. Mm-hmm. And then you just don't know. Right. So like I think they should have put Jordan in. I think that was their first uh mistake. The other thing is to your point, like let's say things play out the way we expect, where next week's daily plays to the strength of Mariah's team. And let's mm-hmm. say they win. Who do they target? I think Jordan and Devin will do a better job of persuading their team as one voice to make the smarter, more ruthless pick. And everyone will be easier to talk Mariah into going at Fessy. Yeah. 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 So I think you put in, you try to engineer it. So it's like Fessy versus bananas. No, nah, bananas will be safe. They'll make oh, it Fessy. Wait, hold and on. We're getting ahead of ourselves. It's going to be a woman's elimination next week. Also true. So in which case. That's um, why Tori was so shook. Yeah. In which case, it's going to be Casey that they would target, right? Yeah, because Kenny's not there to try to save her. So, yeah. And also, Jordan is not going to target Anissa, and yeah. uh, Devin's not going to target Tori. And, like, Jordan insisted that he would not target Tori. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Devin's going to target Anissa. Like they've got no, they've got no beef. It's their friends that are fighting, and really, they're both Tori's friend. Yeah. So I, unless Jordan does something egregious, uh, yeah. I, mm. I, I mean, maybe Nerese gets targeted. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm super interested to see how this plays out because I like that they added a new wrinkle, and it will take a second for the teams to kind of figure out. Before we get into, because you know it's coming, where teams are going to throw challenges on purpose to try to get someone eliminated. Mm-hmm. It's going to get chaotic for sure. And I think that's when the challenge becomes super interested. When the players figure out what the best move is based on the numbers that we might not have figured out yet as viewers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've heard our lines of the episode. Who killed it for you this week, Sheldon? Ooh. It's a tough one. I mean, it is a very tough one, but I got to say, I mean, I I just don't want to give Fessy credit, so I'm not going to say Fessy, even though he picked a team that obviously dominated the daily challenge. But I'm going to say Jordan, because I think Jordan was in a tough position to not be in the elimination, right? And he he literally talked his way out of it Mm -hmm. because the obvious move for them is to put in their best player. And then let the team decide, hey, if they want to put in the weakest person against him and he has to come back, well, cool. You still got to go into the elimination and win. So the way that he just went about it was dope. The way he's going about things with Tori, not so much. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to lie to you. Got to give him some credit for hooking up with Nerese too. I'm not saying that to be that guy. I'm just saying, talking about who killed it in this episode, Jordan's doing a very good job. 
And I'll just say that. Fair enough. Well, I already said who killed it. It was Isaiah <laughs> because he was the only one to recognize that we were matching outfits last week. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But seriously, I can't decide if it's Jordan or Devin. And I know that every time I say, I thought Devin had an excellent episode. Okay. Let me make okay. the case for Devin because you're giving me screw face. I didn't know such thing. Devin, first of all, was hilarious all episode, even though you insist he was feeding lines, his fed lines. I also think he did some work. I think he did his best to rally the troops on Mariah's team when they were feeling down. I think that fireside chat with Jordan, which was clearly at like his at Devin's prompting, uh -huh. I think that was a very honest and real attempt to try to like clear the air. Uh -huh. I think I think saving Jordan was like the obvious choice and like not rocket sur rocket surgery, but <laughs> I do think he was smart to be like, hey, people say I play shady, but like, look at this. Like, I'm playing a straight up game. I said I was going to protect you. Here I am protecting you. Yeah. No, that's um, fair. And so, like, again, I, I can recognize my own biases, but I thought he played a very, had a very good week. And like, on the surface, you would think that, that daily competition would not play to his strengths, but like, he did okay. Mm hmm. Like he didn't yeah. embarrass himself, right? Yeah. He did a lot better than Kenny, than Amber, than a few others. Certainly better than Nami. So, and also now I'm not in the like sticky position of trying to defend Jordan, like some people. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, I could say that Jordan's in a very complicated place. He's trying to juggle between his feelings of being hurt and sometimes how we deal with being hurt might not be. The most productive way but it's just how we need to deal in the moment life's that's complicated true. man life's complicated that's true. he's not being his wise adult right now and as i said hurt people hurt people and maybe jordan just really hurt right now and narice is a good distraction in giving him you know some comfort i am curious just while we're on that topic i feel like something changed in the house like, I feel like we're missing a piece of the puzzle. Because when Jordan first arrived, uh -huh. he and Tori were good. They yeah. were sleeping together. I don't mean that, like, in terms of having sex. I mean, they were... Yeah. You're saying, did something happen that we don't know about? Yeah. there was. They were being intimate with each other. I, you know, they were wrestling with each other. Like, there was... Uh -huh. Like, things were good loving maybe mm -hmm. yeah to the point that tori certainly thought that they're going to mend fences and then suddenly he's fooling not. around with narice and even narice said like yeah off the hop i wasn't touching that but like we've been talking more lately and i'm just curious like maybe it's in in jordan but like what shifted in jordan that he seems to be feeling more spiteful than he did when he first arrived I've probably already said too much, but maybe Narisa just said dope, man. I wonder if <laughs> seeing Fessel around the house Ooh. is bothering Jordan. Ooh. Like, is that eating at him? Right. Cause like he seemed yeah. better to start and like he's getting, 
he's getting more hurt as time goes on, and we haven't seen Tori do anything hurtful mm-hmm. in, until this episode where she like sort of went at him in deliberation. So I'm curious. And let's let's talk about this next week for sure. Yeah, she went at him in deliberation, which I thought was kind of weird. And I like what Jordan said that like the fact that you even have to question that is kind of ridiculous. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I understand why Tori would be questioning it. So I yep. see from both sides. But we'll talk about this next week. But the line they showed in the uh, trailer for next week where Tori is talking to Narice and she says, well, I wouldn't have hooked up with I wouldn't have hooked up with your boyfriend or your ex in front of you or something like that if the roles were reversed. And it's like it's kind of an unfair statement to say to someone you don't know. Yeah. It's like, what does she owe you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not mad at Narice. And like, yeah. I, I don't know, like we haven't been explicit about that, but like, I don't know. They're very broken up. They've been broken up for a year. Yeah. So like, yeah. but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Cause we'll see the full conversation in full context, yeah. probably get more information about what's actually going on with Jordan and Narice as well. So yeah. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And again, please like and follow the pod, bless with the like and the retweet and all that fun stuff. That's how you support the movement that is the You Killed It podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow us, man. Give us a like. And continue to send in comments and questions. We read them all. And and I love this podcast and how we do it so much because it's opened up so many different, like just fun interactions. And so earlier on, while I was going to uh, bring up a bunch of uh, just comments and listener feedback that we got, I got a message from Jessica on uh, Instagram. And Jessica's a longtime listener of the pod. And I just love how the worlds collide because Jessica messaged me and she said, your favorite Kings fan here, that game, (laughs) which the Kings were playing the Raptors tonight, which I mentioned earlier on in the pod, right? That I had it up on the two TVs watching, but I just love how this pod has opened up so many different things. Like we have so many different fans from all over the U S and then obviously with the sports ties, because we both work within, you know, sports industry, but I love when then getting messages from people because they realize like, oh, hey, our team's playing the Raptors and we talk about that. And I just find that hilarious. So wanted to give a huge shout about that. And uh, yeah, Mike Brown, I don't know if anyone saw it, but Jessica also mentioned Mike Brown uh, getting fired up. He got thrown out of the game tonight. Like my guy ran onto the court and looked like he was going to take out the ref. I say all that just to say, I just love what this pod has done just for connecting people, right? Like, we do this pod for fun because it's like we would talk about it anyways. We enjoy it. We enjoy talking to each other and busting each other's balls and shooting the shit and all that. But I just love how our listeners realize that they are also part of the show. They are also part of the conversation. They're also part of what we do here. This isn't even a show. We're just talking about a show that we all watch and enjoy. And then when you find like people that enjoy the same, that's the best part. It makes this all worth it for us doing this either at midnight hour time or like 7 a.m. hour time because it's so much fun. And when we get messages like that, that makes it all worth it because that's why we do it, to make the connection with the fans and, uh, you know, just continue to build the 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 community that is the You Killed It podcast. 
Yeah, Sorry, I, had, I just rambled for too long, but I felt that in the moment. I wanted no, to No, I know. That. You said it with your whole chest, and I loved every second. I actually had a friend uh, the other day ask me, she's like, you're always tweeting and retweeting people talking about you killed it. What is that? And so I had to explain <laughs> the challenge and the podcast and how amazing our listeners are. And I was like, yeah, like we have like decent like listenership. Like we have a great audience, super interactive yeah and that's uh, really cool we really appreciate you guys and on that note you can tweet at me or you can message me on instagram at jay hill and until next week this was you killed it you killed it